Space Cloud, that's yep. another one. <laughs> yeah, Space Cloud. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Paul. And this is 3D Beam Up. Today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 7, Cat's Paw. So this week's actually going to be a little bit different because Cat's Paw was actually the episode we kind of tested podcasting with. We d- we already kind of had the structure that we knew we were going to do, and the two the three of us knew we were we were doing this together. So we recorded a test episode, um, and then um, came back later after that episode. And we're like, yeah, this went okay. Let's keep doing this. Uh, so today we are going to let you listen to that lovely pilot episode with all of its glory. And then we will come back <laughs> and chat with you guys some more about uh, things. We rewatched the episode. So we're going to talk more about things we noticed this time around uh, and then talk a little bit about how, what, how things have changed for us in general uh, with this podcast. So here you go, guys. Here is our pilot episode of Cat's Paw. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Paul. And I'm Abby. And welcome to Three to Beam Up. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Cat's Paw. What a what an episode. What a phrase that I had to look up the meaning of because I'd never heard it before. Oh my gosh, I did that <laughs> too. I, I didn't. I didn't. What does it mean? It is a based mm-hmm. on a French fable, in case you were unaware. <laughs> which i think is is everyone let's be real um yeah it was based on a french fable the monkey and the cat where the monkey tricks the cat into pulling embers out of the fire and i have a note here about the (laughs) i I really did have to look this up on wikipedia it was kind of sad but um can we bleep the wikipedia it is uh we could bleep the wikipedia (laughs) Um, let's see, let's see, where did my note go? There it is. All right, it is, um, it is the, yeah, it means one used by another as a tool. Oh, I like this story better if it had a monkey paw in it. I know, right? It would be better in many ways if that was how it used, uh, but no, no, it is, it is not how, what that is. Stupid French fables. <laughs> so what's, what's this episode about? Man, what is this episode about? Who wants to, who wants to... Start us off. What is well, this episode? Well, you could read it several ways. I think surface level, this is supposed to be a clear Halloween, spooky it's Halloween planet episode, right? Welcome and to it Halloween was, planet. It was aired at Halloween, right? What's the name of those Halloween stores that come up every Halloween? Like Halloween, it's not. They're not Halloween planets, are they? Halloween Land. Oh, the Spirit Store. Or yeah. Huh. I think they're different everywhere. I think there's a bunch of different. I really hope somewhere in the country they're called Halloween Planet. But <laughs> I'd shop there. Yeah. There was something else I thought. Oh, I also thought this was Macbeth Planet, right? Oh, oh yeah, well, with the weird was, sisters. Well, the thing is, though, it only is like Macbeth throwbacks for the one part with the three witches, and then it completely ignores it. And I'm almost sad about that. I'm like, you couldn't have used a little bit more from Macbeth. That's classic okay. Star Trek, though. So disjunct. It is. It is. Shakespeare references Rando are classic reference. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> it's the classic, like, does the classic three witches come from 
anything else except now that I'm saying it, Hocus Pocus. I mean, Hocus Pocus is a classic, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it reads Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's supposed to, I think. Okay. Cause it's I don't know what else that... it would be referencing. Well, it is the, the the whole thing of the episode, the magic of the of Cora and Sylvia, or that they're deep delving into the subconscious, and the three witches are part of the subconscious, which I have issues with, by the way, and I would like sure. to talk about later. So, <laughs> so if we start right, they, they they're they're at a planet, and for some reason they just sent down Sulu and Scotty, right? Oh, and don't yeah. forget Jackson. Oh yeah, oh, Jackson. The red I was shirt. Say, no, like, but he's not a red shirt. It. He's a yellow shirt. Yeah, he's wearing gold. He's a gold yeah. shirt, but he is he's still a red shirt. Definitely a red shirt. <laughs> What's the point of sending him back dead? I didn't That's, get that I had at that all. Question. Yeah, because it's Star Trek, and you have to have a red shirt because there sure. have to be stakes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, death yeah. happened, therefore we I have guess... to be invested in what's going on here. <laughs> Boy, but none of us care about Jackson. <laughs> no, nobody right? does. No, they don't have the emotional investment down at this point in the series. So they, they say several times, though, that this planet is lifeless, and they've scanned it a whole bunch of times, and it's lifeless. So, so what are they even doing down there? Right? Couldn't... Yeah, no, they never right? gave a motivation. <laughs> no, there's never a reason. <laughs> they just get to a lifeless planet, and they're like, well, I guess maybe we should go down and look a little harder. <laughs> Just because it's If there, there were minerals so. and stuff that were important, wouldn't they pick that up from space? Maybe. Well, and also, why wouldn't the geologist be there? Ooh, that's a good point. Maybe Jackson was a geologist. <laughs> oh, maybe he was. Point. They didn't say what he was doing you there. Don't so he you don't know anything geologist. about Jackson. Well, but he's yellow. He would be blue if he were the geologist. Oh, too shit. Oh, that's true. He would be science. I'm always thinking. That's true. Always thinking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's working on that transfer. You know? Maybe he's working. <laughs> There's he's credits. Got, he's got aspirations. <laughs> This is his. Uh, this is his study abroad. <laughs> it wasn't a internship. Good one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> also, um, I really enjoy that. Uh, as per usual, the uh, people who beam down to check on the missing crew are the top-ranking officers of the Enterprise. That's just yeah, right? classic. They do that every time. Classic. But <laughs> I did. Ha- I, it was the question of like, once you have Kirk and. Uh, and Sulu and Scotty <laughs> and, and Bones and Spock on the planet. Like, who's next in that line of command? Well, who's next? Okay, here's my other thing. I noticed this. All right, so they send down all these people. Uhura should be in command at this point, and it's not. No. It's DeSalle, who no one cares about because he is has he been one in off? two other ep- No, he has been in two other episodes previous to this. I looked it up to make sure. <laughs> and. He has been in two other episodes. In this version, he takes over because he's apparently he is under Scotty. But I'm like, no, that's not how the command structure works. At this point, once like the captain and Spock and Bones and Scotty and Sulu are all <laughs> off the deck, Uhura should be the one in command. That is how the structure works. Technically, I think she's like third in command if you want to go by classic naval structure. But yeah, no. I mean, all, all I knew was that it wasn't Chekhov and his weird hair. I oh, love oh, that wig. Oh, that wig is horrible. It has to be a wig. It is a wig. It is. I, uh, this that's is, what I, I wrote, looked... but I, I was like, it, it, it could be his hair, right? Maybe no. It's just weird. It, it is his weird. wig. I looked this up, too, because I was angry because the wig is terrible. Well, it's just There's so racist. There's that other racist. episode of Chekhov's wig, right? No, Chekhov's it's not that. So here's what happened is what I read. On the internet, thanks Wikipedia and Memory Alpha. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so what happened is this is the first episode of Chekhov in production order. 
So he is... Really? Yes, this is the first production episode that Chekhov appears in. And his hair is apparently not long enough yet for the production, so they put him in a wig. But it is not the first airing order Star Trek episode that Chekhov is in. So in previous episodes in airing order, he has his real normal hair. But because this was first production, he has to wear a wig because this, life is unfair and terrible. And this was like an, a wig that was an extra on the, the Monkeys TV show? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think it was a leftover. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a CBS, but... Classic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they borrowed it from somewhere because it is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so they go down to a planet to fight a cat, right? Basically, <laughs> That's, yes. why, that's I mean, why this na- named Cat's Paw. Yeah. <laughs> Is she the cat? She is the cat. She is the cat. She's oh, the cat. is that what that's more confusing to be? at the end. Yes. Right? At the end, it gets much more confusing. At the it, beginning, yeah. I was like, oh, she's the cat. At the end, it's much more unclear. Yeah, but she is the cat the whole time. Because it's that, it's that pendant she wears that's the transmuter that is the MacGuffin. Wait, I thought the, I thought <laughs> the, the wand, like, yeah. I thought the wand was the transmuter. No, they, I think they both have transmuters, but hers is less powerful than Korlob's or, Korlob's or whatever his name is. Mm. Yeah, because of the patriarchy. And, and so she has something that makes her be able to be whatever shape she wants. But Yeah, that's shape-shifting, though. I mean... That shape-shifting, right? She's got that scene in the middle where she's like, how would you like to see a different form? <laughs> and then she puts on, like, a wig. Right, like, how how about this form? It's a, it's changes, a different changes way, her yeah. shirt. It's a costume <laughs> it's like, change and a wig change, uh, and that makes her completely yeah, I, a different person, Paul. That's I wrote down, uh, where did I write? The Like, yeah, in terms of shape-shifting, not really the best. She can turn into a cat. Which yeah, would have been much more tall. impressive if she'd done that. And a giant cat, right? A much larger cat. Giant, if you mean they film her on, uh, they film a house cat in a small set. Whoa. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not spoil the magic. I mean, <laughs> she I'm turns just into saying. a giant cat. Well, so I read about this in some book a long time ago. Apparently, this episode was like ridiculously expensive because the cat wouldn't cooperate. And it cost a ton oh, of money because it went way, 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 way over production time. That sounds about because right. Because of the cat. Which I think is hilarious because like... it's still terrible. <laughs> I did like the line that, like, the cat is the most ruthless and savage oh, of animals. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cats are dicks. Like, that makes all the sense. <laughs> yeah, and he said, like, back to the saber-toothed tiger. It's <laughs> right? like, what? I did not look up if... if I mm. Classic Spock. Yeah, it's like, well, because Spock talks many times about racial memory, which uh, yeah, I think which, no matter how much you say it, doesn't really sound like a good a, thing. It's not a thing. I mean, I get what he's saying. And also, um, it's awkward. <laughs> okay, so saber-toothed cats were around. They went extinct around uh, 11,000 years ago, so. Sure. Our, our, Whatever. We could have some uh, early homo sapien memories of saber-toothed cats. I oh yeah. I was wondering if we were contemporaneous. Yeah, oh, they were yeah. contemporaneous, but it's still. Yeah, they're like. Yeah, mammoths. I mean, it's still a s- silly, silly thing. Well, yeah. Speaking of Spock's words, can we talk about the best line in the entire show, which is Kirk? Okay, hold on. Let's uh, let's try to guess. Okay. It. Abby, do you have a guess? Oh no, no, there were so many good ones. Though. But there's a clear oh, the best. <laughs> which is the best line from Spock? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know either. Okay, that was a good game until it failed. What, what's okay. the line? Kirk goes, Spock, comment. And Spock goes, very bad poetry, Captain. 
good one. <laughs> oh no, a tree bad. Post. And he does that little sort of smirk that's not really a smile, and he looks sideways at Kirk. Well, because he doesn't have emotions, obviously. <laughs> yes, but so. he totally does. <laughs> I enjoyed the um, I do not understand that reference and all I could think of was Steve Rogers going I, I do oh, yeah. I understand that reference oh man <laughs> Kirk looked bored in a bunch of different places uh, starting from the first time they just see the cat mm-hmm. yeah. they just like look at it for a while and Kirk seems very bored which I wonder is, is maybe showing that they've done the scene a bunch of times because the cat hasn't cooperated and he's just done with the scene. That wouldn't but... surprise me. <laughs> that would be about right. Although I did enjoy how um, every time Kirk's solution to everything is violence. Um... <laughs> or seduction. <laughs> Don't forget or seduction. Well, yes, that's important. But oh, like and sexism. They... <laughs> oh, sure. Well, that's just Star Trek TOS in general. But no, every time they were like, the whenever Sulu and Scotty show up and they're tr- they're hypnotized and he's like you can see the wheels turning up like if I hit it will that make it better? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's so many. It, it's yeah. It's such a weird episode. Could Sulu have let them out of the change any any slower too? Oh, like for I wonder sure. if they were. Well, but I honestly like... I remember thinking during that scene though. While I'm watching this, I'm watching George Takei, like, unlock everything. I'm looking at Scotty going, that's actually some great acting of him looking, like, kind of menacing and just, like, err. It was really pretty great. Like, his, his, like, looks at them, like, kind of blank but also engaged. It was really impressive. I was actually quite, like, that's compelling, sir. Yeah, he's a great deadpanner. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. It was really lovely. I enjoyed (laughs) it. Well, well, so it goes back to the earlier question, right? So what are, and I've already forgotten their names. Korob uh, and Sylvia. Cat. Yeah, Korob and Sylvia. Korob and, um, and Sylvia, what are they, what's their end game? Right? Like, what are, what are they trying, because they, they have Sulu and, and Scotty, and then they send back Jackson, and they're like, hey, get out of here, buddy. We got them, and bye. So they want them to leave, presumably. Right. It doesn't... So, <laughs> They, they'd be happy if they had Sulu and Scotty. But then they all come down and they're like, oh, how about a feast? Right. How about, well, like, they're trying to get them to leave, which, okay. Sure. But why? And why are they there in the first place on an uninhabited planet if they're trying to learn things? Well, it didn't well, kind of the thought. Total sense. No. And, and who are the wanted... old ones they're referencing? And what's their mission? Sure. Right. Yep. There's there's also the case that if they just wanted, like, any subset of them, they've shown that they could easily kill any other subset of them and then destroy the Enterprise, right? right. And the Enterprise is gone. They've got them. The planet appears lifeless. Any any scouting party that comes out here is going to be like, nope, lifeless, move on. It, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know what their endgame not... is. Yeah, I mean, once they get the bodies, you know, it seems like Korob is supposed to be in charge. And then Sylvia, once she gets her human body, she's like, I like this. I like sensation. Yeah, and then she's looking for sensation. Right. Yeah. Well, it's... But But she also, she says they're from a world without sensation, which I'm wondering what that is. Yeah, right. it's kind of like the. I feel like it's almost a, a precursor to the Q, right? Like where yeah, they the have Q all these mind powers, feel stuff, no. and see things, well, right, and hear of. things, and like <laughs> smell things. 
Yeah, I don't know. Things. It's really weird. And then they have like the Fraggle Taste Rock things. kind of creatures at the end. So who knows? But the thing is with oh, those yeah. is that oh, those right. are corporeal, right? Right. So they yeah, have they to are. have sensations of some sort. Unless that's just how they're manifesting in this galaxy, because apparently they're from another galaxy. Oh, yeah. Let's put that out there. The, the device they have allows for intergalactic travel, because that's not a that's not a that's not a, <laughs> a thing. That's not low on the list of crazy powers. <laughs> that's pretty high on the list of crazy powers. Yep. Yeah, I don't it's well. And if they don't have sensation and they don't have all things, how do they manifest? How do they choose to manifest as male and female? Other than just digging into the subconscious of the crew? I think that was the implication. Is that the... Yeah, I mean, is that the trick that, like, the three show up and they're like, oh, I guess we could take bodies that look like this? Because th- there's also all these references to... Um, oh, when, when he gives them the jewels, when he gives them a plate of, like, sapphires and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, and then they're like, um, we on our ship, we could, like, make tons of these. Yeah, we don't have money They're not anymore. special anymore. <laughs> And Corb says, like, oh, I read a book and it said these were cool. And it's like, what, right. what books did you read, man? <laughs> what, what, right? Where did, well, you get, did talk, Sulu have a book on him? Yeah, and Sylvia talks later about how they dug into the subconscious and that's the easiest part of, you know, that's how we read how what you wanted and what was it, you know, familiar to you and all this. And all I'm, all I'm thinking is, like, all right, so you dug in the sub- subconscious because it's easier than the consciousness, which seems like the surface would be easier to read than below the surface. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> there are some plot holes. I'm just saying there are some plot holes. <laughs> it's true. No one can deny it. <laughs> yeah, and they talk about knowledge that they lack, which they're setting up that that trope right that that shows up in a lot of other places um in a lot of later sci-fi that's like oh i'm from a world where you know we don't uh, have feelings and like what does it feel to feel um like teach me how to have feelings there's, there's a tng episode about that a pretty late one right the one where there's the three aliens and like the one uh forces Worf to fight him Remember that episode? I mean, there's a case, lot of, of TNG episodes that take off from TNG. Are, are based on this. <laughs> yeah, but this I mean, is the a pretty super classic trope that you have. Race that needs that, humanity. That needs to learn something from yeah. the humans, right? Yeah. But it's still, it is, right? The question of what is, they talk about this duty, the old ones. You know, what what is it? And what are they doing that isn't that? And how does it work? Yeah, it doesn't seem particularly well I don't well think we have any answers out. to Maybe. No. How does her power work, too? Right? Is it voodoo? It was at one point. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like a druid Mm -hmm. that can... Well... Like a voodoo shaman druid. She is. Yes. Well, it's not, it's it's her version of the transmuter, the slightly less powerful than the scepter transmuter that she wears. Like it's that necklace that she's wearing the whole time, and as a collar, as a cat, and it's however she manifests her powers. It's through that device, except it's not all powerful, obviously. Well, yes, because it's subservient to the other device, you know, as a woman should be, first of right. all. They talk about that. She has no compassion, and she is a woman, so she should oh, have compassion. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that line. Oh, that hurt like, my soul <laughs> so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Man, dig in, because I don't think it's... I mean, this is a pretty light episode. Yeah, it is. In terms of sexism in the original series. Like, the sexism is so saturated in the culture at the time. But it's also... I mean, it's, it's pretty explicit right too, it's right? that it's the not really classic internalized misogyny like it's that sure. classic where it's just well a woman should be these things and that's just how it is right but think and about I, like I, the overarching I, message it's really scary right like she wants knowledge she wants like this sensuality or this like feeling or knowledge of some sort and like for that she's evil right and right. and she must be punished with death eventually right right like that's, that's the conclusion that just ah ah it's like adam and eve all over it's so problematic (laughs) (laughs) it is she she wants the knowledge she wants to sup on the apple yeah once she's able once she's asking questions about how to get power and enjoy power and enjoy the feelings that's Mm -hmm. when everything goes terribly wrong for her Yeah, because Kirk steps in. Yeah, right? yep. And he, he does Kirk, <laughs> is... which is making out with everyone until he gets his way. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I've, I've read articles about this, like, uh, this phenomenon of Kirk drift, of, of, of mm-hmm. that, that Kirk wasn't this way necessarily in the original series, but, but people had this, they, they grasped onto this later in, 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 like, con circuits and all of this. So people think that Kirk is more like this than he really is in the original series, but, I mean, this episode is not dis. Is not disproving that. No, there's he quite a few of these the... shallow relationships that could be sure. read as being very sexual. Yeah. Well, he yeah, he just gets into a situation. He's like, oh, you want to feel things? Yeah. Let's make Wink. <laughs> and they both talk <laughs> about being excited a whole lot of times. Just going to say that. Yep. <laughs> and then, yeah. Man, this episode. <laughs> it's so problematic in so many ways. I'm, I'm... I'm trying to think now about because I didn't really think about all the pieces of the rap. So she kills Corb, right? Well, Crushing him with the door. Injures him. I feel like she, she doesn't just kill injured? him. And, well, because it's the, unclear little, if he's dead. Yeah, the little fraggle at the end is still kind of moving. So that's what I just jumped like... back to. That like, yeah. And then why do they appear together at the end? Well, also, can well, they I die in their, like, non-corporeal form, right? Like, that whole world's imaginary. Sure. So maybe they didn't die. Maybe they lost corporeal form. I don't know. But, like, but what I mean is in the castle world, can they die, like, as humans? Oh, man, that's a good question, too. Like, is the door even there? Yeah. Or is that just all sort of imaginary for them? Huh, that's a good point, because while she was attacking, Korob had the transmitter, mm-hmm. right? The, like, yeah. A transmitter. So earlier, like, they had been fighting, and he's just like, oh, you're not in the cell anymore, you're up here. Um, why didn't he just say, hey, we're not in the cell anymore, we're up in the throne room where the cat isn't? Well, it's like the holodeck later, right? Like, that's what I sure. kind of look at. It's like a precursor sure. to the holodeck, where you're in one place until you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is very... <laughs> It's very pre-holodecky in yeah, many ways. There's a lot of episodes that have those like holodecky themes. Yeah, the holodeck would have solved a lot of problems for them if it had been in TOS before the animated series. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I love the holodeck. I want the holodeck to be real. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I mean, would the hol- would the holodeck really fix this episode? No, like... not this episode specifically. No, it just w- it would have helped TOS episode? a little, I think, or maybe even a lot. It would have helped them out of some sticky maybe... situations. Maybe maybe that's an interesting question. How do you make this episode better? <laughs> oh, no, that is an interesting question. Oh, dear. Because, More cats. 
I don't Double the cats, know. double the fun. Obviously, yes. Two cats. Well, and something they both that's turn a cat, into cats. but not a shadow of a cat. Uh, ooh, <laughs> but an true. actual cat. I mean, I think it needs to be fundamentally rethought from the beginning and have a premise that makes sense. Halloween <laughs> Planet is a hard premise. <laughs> you, well, I think, right? I think delving into the human subconscious... If if the argument is that a lot the majority of the Enterprise staff is human, and you have aliens that are delving into the human subconscious for archetypal fears, I think that could be an interesting episode. That and could having, be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that could be used well. Obviously, that is not this episode. <laughs> it's it's starting so you're to saying go there. more. More Draculas, more Frankensteins. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you use ghosts, if you use witches, if you use Spooky black ghosts. cats, if, well, they had a witch. Yeah, they had witches at the front, huh? Yeah, but I mean, if you go, if you lean in even harder to that, that might yeah, improve they really, the episode in things... facing fears and what it is to be human, which is what a lot of things like TNG go into. Mm-hmm. Sure, because they really just like looked at the human. They looked at the humans on the ship and they said. Hmm, what are these people? Oh, they don't like cats and they like jewels. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Let's Looks go like we got that it. one. <laughs> We've got <laughs> it. Nailed it. Nailed it in one. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make a planet that scares them a little, but then we can give them the jewels. Right, and then they'll go away and leave us alone forever for, to do whatever we're supposed to do here. Because yeah, Sylvia well. is betraying their mission, whatever yeah. that mission is. Well, along the lines of making it better, like those characters need to have real motivations and a backstory that checks out and then right. i think it could work maybe with some thought perhaps <laughs> so where i mean in terms of their power how powerful are they right because are they only at, at times they seem almost like q-ish yeah powerful. definitely right? maybe a bit below q the recurring theme of space god sure yeah, there's going to be a lot clustered there's up at the top there, like, sub-Q. But they're, they're also, I mean, their powers are vested in an object or a pair of objects. An illusion. Um, because as much as, you know, illusion, they, heat up, they heat up the, the Enterprise and make it feel like it's in a heat wave and check all the sweating from something other than his terrible wig, uh, supposedly, which I don't oh, believe. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> do you know what they could really use? Do you know what would make this episode better? They need a caster in their crew. They just need like a cleric <laughs> or something. They're really going into these situations with a caster is uh, can't debuff the magic. Obviously, I mean, if they just you know one one dispel roll magic, of... one one quick roll of dispel magic. Yeah, it's a it's, low level spell. That's all it's going to take, and it'll be fine. <laughs> But they do talk about that too, where where Chekhov's idea of focusing energy in one area to try to break whatever force field is guarding them is working. So That's obviously, true. the whatever magic, quote unquote, that they're using isn't infallible. Oh, and then the captain number five says credits to Navy Beans, which was oh yeah, which <laughs> what? Write down. That was the other <laughs> thing that I was like, I'm like, all right, are we we're using Cat's Paw, which no one has ever heard of, and then <laughs> credits to Navy Beans, which I'm like, what is even happening? Also, uh, the this episode gets credit for Bones saying the title of the episode once during the episode. He says Cat's Paw. Yeah, that's oh a, he does. That should he be does. part of the bingo. Yeah. When they yeah, say the title of the I episode, had, I think I had that, or I took it out, or something. <laughs> that happens yeah. quite nice. a bit. 
I thought about it. If I didn't put it in, I thought about it. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much on this episode, right? There's not much meat on the bone, so to speak. There's not much more there. No. Yeah, it's very much kind of a holiday episode of just... It's just kind would, of creepy in some ways. Okay, would you watch this in October? Absolutely. Oh, would you watch this more in October than any other month? Because I could have said, would you watch this in April? And you might still say <laughs> I mean, I would watch this any time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Abby, would you watch this in October? I think if I was choosing an episode of Trek to watch and I was creating kind of a Halloween playlist, this might be on it. Halloween playlist, yeah. I like well, that. I would show this to had... other people in October more likely. I would be more likely to, do, to show others this in October. So you have a group of people, and they, they say everybody bring a, a exactly. spooky Halloween TV show, and you bring this yeah. one. Well, I don't know. Yeah, if like... they said maybe bring, like, a cheesy Halloween thing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we know what we're doing this October. But... <laughs> I would do yeah. that. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> I see that happening. Classic. I, other other notes. I, I think I've exhausted my notes. Any, any I other didn't things? have great notes. The only notes I had, we already talked about my notes about Sylvia and how she was, I'm like, it's nice to have a female villain, except she's exceptionally problematic. Well, and yeah. she's portrayed just not... Like, you're not sympathetic to her at all. No, which you should be. Which you could make her very sympathetic. The only I time mean, you're sympathetic you... to her is when Kirk kind of uses her. And then she's hurt. Yeah, and she gets upset about it because yeah. she's never been used before because it's a new sensation. And I almost want her to be like, interesting. This is yeah, new. Right? Or to like, analyze I've it. Never... Yeah, be self-reflective yeah, like to... in some way. Yeah, <laughs> like that would be And I also kind of felt like Cora was coded queer a little bit. Oh, for sure. I noticed that. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I just kind of, the way he, I mean, he's obviously in, in beautiful flowy robes and his outfit is amazing. And his lovely, like, facial hair with his bald head. And, and then him spying on everything. <laughs> I don't know. I think from a 2018 was, lens, that's very easy to read. Oh, very sure. much so. Like, I'll, that's all I could see. I was like, you're supposed to be. And he's not with the, the beautiful know? woman. At, yeah, and He exactly. doesn't really show interest in her. Exactly. In fact, he kind of spies wants... on, like, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it's it's also interesting, right, that, that there, uh, when you have this uh, a female villain that they they have to pair with a male villain there's not many times that you get a pairing of villains um but there's even fewer that you get a single female villain right uh yeah and yeah. when you do they're I really disturbing that... like that one in season three at the very end where uh kirk's ex-lover takes over his body oh yeah oh, i was thinking yeah. uh the other one I was thinking of is Spock's brain. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, that. Talk about problematic. I mean, we'll get there. Right? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's... No, those are my main notes as well. Right. I mean, I think we, we want to call that one a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We want to do our, our cliche bingo. Yeah, let's do bingo. Yeah. And see how, see how we did. All right. So um, we are very close to bingo. We did not get it. We were very close oh, with um, communicators do not work. 
a red shirt dies, and I'm counting Jackson as a red shirt because oh, he come totally on. is. No. Um, he is a red shirt. He's, down. He's, he's the equivalent yes, of a red shirt. shirt. He's, a re- he's a red shirt equivalent. Um, ancient Earth is referenced um, with yeah. trick-or-treat and all that jazz. Oh, trick-or-treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, they say trick-or-treat several, several times. Several times, and they mm-hmm. make fun of Spock for not knowing what it is. Poor Spock. Um, yeah, the Kirk makes out with someone, so we got that square. Uh, weapons don't work. We got that square. And of course, our, our free space in space works. Um, but other than that, we are uh, we are only one away from a, a cliche bingo, but we are close. What, what do we need? What do we, we need? We needed dilithium crystals are missing or inoperative, and we would have had bingo. Ah. Oh boy, I mean, that's how you start the episode then, right? You say, oh, we uh, we are missing the dilithium <laughs> crystals. And, and hey, it looks like there's some on this lifeless planet. We better you know, go down and get them. Yeah, maybe that's that would have made so much more Jackson. sense. That's Bam. the plot hole. Episode there better. we go. It would have been good. So, guys, um, you can super tell that I've had sinus surgery since we first recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I that is wow. true yep mm-hmm. yeah that was we recorded that uh i think at least a month and a half before i had sinus surgery yeah, no. and ah. you can super tell at least i can super tell my voice is very different I'm, no i did notice that too i was i wasn't gonna mention it no I'm it's polite. fine um <laughs> no i, I know i know i did not <laughs> I, I only noticed that the audio was all sort of uniformly garbage, but... I mean... Uh, well, that too. But I will say that, yeah, the timbre of your yeah. voice um, has, like, physically yeah, changed. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody, that I had sinus surgery, and I am now not really annoying to listen to anymore. I mean, any more than usual, so... Well, I mean, if, if our listeners are anything like me, they did not notice. Mm. <laughs> Cannot be. Abby, you've not never been annoying. <laughs> you've never well, been annoying I don't know that to that's listen true. to. But thank you, anyway. <laughs> I think you're charming and delightful, Thanks. and I love you. I love you, too. Aww. Anyway, to, like, the real stuff about this episode, and not just my vanity. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I actually, we really haven't changed that much structurally from what we did originally. Which, no, we, it seems like Yeah, because like, I couldn't remember if we had done bingo from the beginning, and I couldn't yeah. remember... Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember a lot of things. I did forget that I had really wanted to do a computer effect for picking the episode. So oh, that yeah, we right. did not do that. We did not end up doing that, which is fine. We could always add that in. But though. yeah, I still <laughs> kind of like the idea. But um, yeah, so that didn't end up happening. But and we, we called things space gods instead of having space powers. So that, that was different. But other than that, I thought, like, we had a, I thought we had space powers on the bingo. Did we not? Did we, do, we didn't originally. We put it on. No, we, we added oh, okay. it in. We added yeah. it. Um, I remember that. Misremembering yeah. what I heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we still had like costume and makeup corner <laughs> with Chekhov's terrible wig. <laughs> wow, that wig. That was wow, a bad that wig. wig. That wig I, is so bad. So I, a full year later, we can still agree on that. So I oh listened to our podcast first, and then I rewatched the episode. Mm-hmm. And while listening to our episode, I was like, man, his wig couldn't have been that bad, right? No, it was. And then I watched the episode again, <laughs> and it was like, wow. No, it really is. was. It really was. Wow. Super, super, that was one of the, so I didn't reread my notes from the first time, and yeah, I, I didn't took either, new I, notes. Yeah. And then I went back and looked at what my notes were and I had a couple of things that I noticed both times and the wig was definitely on that list. I mean, somebody <laughs> in costuming, somebody in props was like, yeah, good enough. I know, right? <laughs> Get out there on the set. I know, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Nobody will notice. I mean, <laughs> I mean TOS 
in their like it has a lot of bedwigs, but in their defense, yes. like the quality of of view screen that people were watching these episodes That's true. on, it, and the size, like but I do was, think it must have been much less true. noticeable. It was not that the it's not that it was like a weird hair or something. It was that the size of it was not like a Massive. human head. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I also think it was weird hair. I thought the hair looked for the fine. time, not so much. No, you mean I the don't style? Know. I, I think mm-hmm. that. Yeah, was... no, it just it looked like a pumpkin. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. The shape is what was weird, and that wouldn't. Yeah, okay, okay. It wouldn't matter what size TV you were looking at. Like a human head looks like a human head, and that did not. Um, yeah, but I'm just thinking if it was grainy, it might, and and a very small size TV, like it might be a little more okay. It means lately, at least. At better. It would be better, but I don't. I don't think oh, that's man. you can ever call that a good wig. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, this 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 episode though. I had how many? Well, so did you guys take other notes? I, took I notes did. That I don't think I. I took about re- I took regular notes, um, just because I it's been a year since we watched yeah. it, so I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and take notes and try to remember. <laughs> there were a lot of things that I don't think I talked about last time, but like it. They, so they're saying this is a completely lifeless planet, and then they beam down without suits, right? Yeah, that's weird. And then again, the chain of command is bizarre. Oh yeah, we talked about that last time. Of like, <laughs> boy, um, they send everybody down. This is uh, all all important so people that, go down the planet, sort of. So that one random person is like in command of the Enterprise and is doing a crap job. Yeah, I mean, credits to Navy Beans. We talked about that last time, but I still don't get it. <laughs> it still it's makes not a sense. thing. It's fine. Did anybody Google it? I should have just. Uh, I think I no. did originally, but I didn't this time around. So Navy beans. Google is auto. I think it's. That. Ma- I think maybe the huh. the actual phrase is like dollars to navy beans or something like that, or you know. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, let's say, ten hits on Google are all quotes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, whole first classic. page. Whole first page of Google hits are this episode. So. Could it be your search history? No, I don't think I've ever searched for that. Skewing before. that? Uh, I know, but I mean, like, no, like Star Trek. You like you've searched Star Trek things, and therefore it skews it. I mean, go to an incognito window and let's see credits, navy <laughs> beans. Um, those are the same hits. Wow, <laughs> those are all right. My theory is gone. I just make theories for a living. Identical so, hits. Um, oh. yeah, just to just jump back real that. quick to remastering because I checked it. Um, I am not crazy. They announced the remastering in 2006 for the 40th anniversary. Oh, nice. So, but it wasn't done till later, it wasn't done till later, but they started it for the so it was still like underway in 2006. Okay, yeah, because I'm thinking like they like around nine 2009 10. Like, it's about a decade old. Yeah, but a decade seems right. Maybe a little more. I mean, technology's being, like, changing so fast. Like, it's crazy. You look back at things even five years old, and they look dated. Yeah. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah. It still is not that bad, though. I mean, they did a decent job remastering most of the time. No, it's pretty good. Speaking of things that there's... Um... That it doesn't really make sense. Well, but that's a weird seg. I'm not going to try to seg it. Um, I, it, it. I'm not sure why Spock uses azimuth when he uh, he says like he's giving directions and he uses uh, azimuth. Which is, uh, it would make sense. It's degrees off planetary north, but um, it's a for celestial measurements. Not like there'd be no re- way that Kirk would be able to pick up on that without a compass himself. Uh, he, sh- oh. he should just point. He should just be like. It's that way. 
See, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. Uh, it's just degrees off. So if you're trying to get a celestial ob- object, you need to know where. So think about like you're looking up in the sky, which is not azimuth, but you also need to know where to face. So you just it's rotation of your Uh-oh. of a body against planetary north. Yeah. Um, which again is kind of like saying you know east or west or anything. But if we just landed on a planet, uh, and there really isn't right, you can't see the sun or anything. It's just uniformly foggy. And I said, oh, it's east. Walk east, please. You'd have no way of... <laughs> also, the planet yeah, might absolutely. rotate a different direction, so east might not even be what you think based on the sun. So, Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's just a weird thing for him to use. I didn't even... like That didn't even register with me. Well, it didn't register back <laughs> a year ago, but... Uh, <laughs> he should Again, he should just point it. But they probably thought, like, oh, that's... Why would he point? Yeah, but now that we've talked about, like, that sort of thing in other episodes, I can see how. Oh, sure. And azimuth is a sciencey sounding word, so. Mm. Oh, this re- the remastered air date for Cat's Paw was October 28th, 2006. <laughs> That's what you're still working on? Um, no, I was actually looking for something else, but uh, just FYI. Oh, okay. I'm, just telling, really I'm just telling Chelsea old? that I'm right, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're a slore, first of all. We can all agree with that. <laughs> so that's the first thing I want to point out. I love you. <laughs> the second thing is I revoke my love. It's you no wow. longer have it. <laughs> it's gone forever. So just work towards getting it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to work. This sounds like this sounds like the characters in Cat's Paw. Like, like oh my god. Well that's what I noticed, guys. The dialogue is so bad, the plot is so bad. The only thing that redeems it is like the acting. I thought I so think. I think there's <laughs> points where and this was it was this Joseph Pini directing? Um, oh, maybe. I think I remember that being. Um, but in any case, like I feel like the directing came. Yes, off. it was. Um, yeah, who's who's usually pretty good. Um, pretty bad, especially towards the end. Yeah. A lot of uh, Sylvia's lines, she delivers things that should have different emotion behind them, mm-hmm. um, and just yeah, delivers them all pretty flat and uniform. Or yeah, and, her and acting did not impress me. Yeah. No, it was really the trio that I thought carried this. Yeah. And Korob, honestly. I, I thought think Korob, Korob was, was pretty actually good. pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she just jumps back and forth where, especially after she brings him back into the, um, after he figures it out and he has the transmuter, um, and she's trying to convince him to, like, give it to her. Um, she tries, like, all these different tactics, but they're all delivered. Basically the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I was not impressed with her acting no. skills. I, I I don't know. I think I enjoyed this episode more this time around because I, I think too. I went into it remembering that it was awful. I did too, I think. Yeah, same, <laughs> yeah, me too. same reason. Same reason. So, well, not only that, but like there's so many like subtle things that I wouldn't have noticed the first time going around. But now that we've pointed them out in so many other episodes, like Kirk has some looks mm. that are just like looks to kill. And so does Bones. <laughs> and actually, so does Spock. Like I just think they're... They're very subtle. They're they're lovely. It's lovely acting. Spock, it's, I think, is interesting beautiful. in a lot of places because he has that that sort of Spockiness, where he just kind of stands there and like passively, almost passive aggressively suggests things. Um, yeah, he's sassy. Like, he's sassy Spock. I mean, he's like, boy, if your if your um, phaser worked, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not saying like, boy, we should find a way to charge your phaser. He's just like, hmm. 
That would be a thing that would be useful. <laughs> yeah, or like the bad poetry line. Oh, bad poetry. That was great. <laughs> that well, was those so witches, so again, I think I said this last time, but why would witches, they say, like, intrinsically terrify us or something? Um, no, it doesn't make sense. Subconscious. None of it makes sense. Let's, yeah. let's be real. None of it makes I'm, sense. I'm fine with agreeing with that. I think yeah. um, last time I asked this, too, and we didn't answer, but where did she get a scale model enterprise? She created it from the ether. Yeah, that and model though, sure did. that model is in the Smithsonian. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think I saw it there, or somewhere. I think it might travel with the Star Trek exhibit right now. That's possible. That that would, I'm pretty possible. sure. I'm, maybe I saw it in Indianapolis. That is possible. That would make sense. But yeah, but it does belong to the Smithsonian. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. It is cool. The Smithsonian is rad. We should go there. I only live three hours from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a there. It's a many places, but yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we should go to this one. That should be a field trip. We should do it together. Field trips. Like field, field trips. trips. So, I like field trips. So uh, do we do we have do we have many more notes? I feel like we I I have none. I <laughs> I really don't. Most of mine I had pretty much the same ones I had. Oh, I do have one. Okay. That I didn't think about last time. How many times do you think over the entire series does Bones get controlled and or hypnotized? Sure. The answer is a lot. And there's a I lot of fan fiction know. that draws on that. Like, I, I found myself thinking about this as I was watching the episode last night. And I'm just like, you know, I... I think this should be a bingo square. Bones gets hypnotized and or controlled because it happens a lot. And what's so surprising about it is that Bones is such a strong-willed. Is he? He is. He has such a strong moral compass. He no, you guys. Moral compass. Yeah, I will yes. give and you he, a strong moral compass. He has, he has like so much determination and like strength of character, and he is just like constantly manipulating. Yeah, he, he also. Really super is. Let's stop there. He also, enjoy... he has a drinking problem. Yeah, I <laughs> did. You notice this time around when uh, Korob was like had the feast or whatever? He specifically says to Bones, like, "Try the wine, Doctor. It's excellent." <laughs> 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 and that's the only one he was he like specifically calls out for the food and stuff. <laughs> Bones about the wine. I was like, "Yep, that checks out." <laughs> Check. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so good. So you I mentioned- do love Bones. You mentioned a bingo square for that, but so I had an idea. Um, so we've already done a bingo once, and Chelsea always wants to win bingo or have better odds I really of do. winning bingo. Really so um, I, I sure do. Have you done a second bingo for this, Abby? I did actually. Oh man, I thought we were gonna get to do it live. Okay, so <laughs> um, I, did, I did do it. Um, um, so and what were the results? Do we also not win? We are still one away. Oh, you are gotta be kidding me! I am me. not kidding. I was really sad. <laughs> We're still <laughs> what, one what, away. Which did we miss? Time travel. If we had gotten oh, time boy. travel, oh. we would. And that have is had a cliche. Yeah, what what ones did we have? Every single other one. Like yeah, there's a lot in it. There's so friggin' mm-hmm. many. Like that. You know, did you count? He's dead, Jim. No, I didn't. Um, okay. Because he doesn't say that. He doesn't say it. Yeah. It's so we talked about it. 
Yeah, I he think said we, this man, this is, man dead. is dead. It's, I was like, that is a missed opportunity, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> um, but I mean, Spock says fascinating. There's a Vulcan neck pinch. The title of the episode is said, Weapons don't work. A red shirt dies. Kirk makes out with someone. Ancient Heart of History is referenced. There's recurring actors. There's a captain's log. They're trapped on the planet. Like, it's it's everything. Everything is in this episode, and we still were one Except away. For time travel. I'm so sad. I even looked at like the next bingo sheet just because I was like, I really want it. I really <laughs> oh, want boy. it. Oh boy. I almost stopped doing that heavy. I, didn't. I know. I didn't though. I didn't. I just looked. I didn't like. Would sneak we have gotten that one? No, though? we wouldn't have. So. Damn it. <laughs> so, so last time we also talked about um, how powerful um, both of them are, right? Sylvia and Cora. Right. Um, yeah. But we didn't have anybody to base them against. And now we right. do, right? Yeah. Right. Because um, last time we said pretty close to. To Q powers, right? They're intergalactic yeah, they're, aliens. They're pretty high they're, up there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're quite up to Mitchell. Yeah, that's the question. So because Mitchell just had powers, they have like a focus, right? Yeah, they do have to have a focus, right? Um, we always and they were defeated DMD, right? fairly <laughs> easily. Yeah, and they're they're non corporeal, taking corporeal bodies, but once they had their device destroyed, they're well. So that was another they're question. Still like fraggles, yeah. Those fraggles yeah, at the end were corporeal, right? So yeah, well, yeah, and it wasn't clear confusing. if they died or what happened. Yeah, yeah they confusing. like they're like, yeah, we don't have sensation or something, but we're these little fraggle creatures that obviously would. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, like they have eyes, and yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think they're near nearly up to Mitchell. Next down is no. Apollo. I don't know that they're nearly up to Apollo. I don't know Apollo. that they're Apollo either. No. I don't think they're so. They're below Apollo, Apollo, for sure. Then we're down in the Spock alien from Return to Tomorrow and Parman from Plato's Stepchildren. Mm, I still or think Or Methuselah they... from Requiem for Methuselah. Uh, I think it's they're above Methuselah because Methuselah was just kind of long lived. He didn't really, and he had robots. He didn't really have yeah, power. Yeah, he didn't do anything. So I yeah. think he's above Methuselah. He had some weak powers, but not this level. No, not this level. Yeah, but I think he might be. They might be below Apollo. Who I oh, still definitely. Feel like oh yeah, they're definitely below definitely. Apollo. Yeah, I think they're but in this. Carmen. I think Carmen zone... is the question. Yeah, they're in the oh, zone. Wait, Carmen I'm sorry, has Carmen. to have the plants, and oh, they have to have the transmuter. So they're kind of on a level, I think. Wait, Parman doesn't so... have to have. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hmm. So they're kind of off. So between of... them two. Yeah. And Parman kind of reaches out. So, yeah, they're doing very similar stuff because Parman reaches out and grabs the Enterprise, right? Yeah, and yeah. And crushes it. It's and she very holds similar. It, holds it in she the fire. She holds the same thing. Boy, in they're... fact, I kind of think the one episode might be kind of inspired from the other episode. Uh, probably. Um, <laughs> boy, so where do we say? below, Above or below Parman, then? Should we roll for that? I mean, we could try to figure it out a little bit more than <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> Before cheating. Um, I, hmm, I kind of, I think I want to put them above Parman because they kind of create things out of nothing. And, and Parman kind of controls what's there already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Parman was also able to mind control. They're also able so to mind are they. control. Yeah. yeah, they could. So I think they win just because they can create things out of nothing, is my theory. Yeah, and they could teleport and stuff. They could do yes. lots of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would go at that. So they're above Parman, but below. Apollo and, and The Spock yeah, alien from Return to Tomorrow. I forget why I'm they called it the Spock alien. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Did we have a better name for that? Maybe. I want to say that was the the planet where. Um... Oh, it's it's the the orbs. The guy in the orb that takes over Spock. Oh, oh! I think. Ooh, 
Ooh. Are they more powerful than that? Because he had powers well, too. Yeah. I think and they the might be because again, I don't think that that alien could create stuff out of nothing. Yeah. They had to build things. And that they were using technology, right? Yeah, they were. I yeah, think they were going to build yeah, Android for and Sylvia are above. Yeah, at, but because they have Corbin and Sylvia have have uh, space powers. Yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, they very 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 yeah, good point. like they have space powers. Yeah, but I'm, I still they're still space powers. No, no, I agree. I agree that yeah, um, yeah, it is super space powery. So yeah. yeah, let's put them above that. Well, yeah. I think, so now I think realistically it's just Sylvia, right? Because. Um, it's it's sort of the Mitchell uh, and you can um, kind of well I think it together. would be I think they can count as one. But honestly. it's the same as like Mitchell and was it oh boy was it Elizabeth oh. or whoever I kind of wanted to say Elizabeth so let's go with that. Um, yeah, yeah, we're like, like we that. don't count her as a villain because she had the same powers but then she like yeah. helped them she, she turned on him which is the same thing Corb does. Yeah, that's true. We can count just Sylvia. That's fine. Um, so so she's a above. Spock monster, takeover monster. Yeah, we should have figured <laughs> yes. out his name. But below Apollo, I think Apo- below Apollo is a good. Below Apollo, okay. still, yeah, for sure. That's that make that yeah, sounds yeah. a lot better. Hmm. Cool. Ugh. This episode, you guys, we watched it twice <laughs> for you, listeners. For I, you. I do, I do agree with you, Abby, that I enjoyed it more the second time. I yeah, I think I think because I went into it remembering that it's just kind of cheesy and awful, and oh, I enjoyed it a lot more. That's another thing. So we mentioned during our podcast last year that I, I asked the question, like, would you watch this in October? Yes. Would you watch this in, like, and a Halloween thing? And guess what, listeners? And that's kind of... <laughs> and guess what? It's October. It's going to be, like, our Halloween episode, which is yeah, very fitting. which is bizarre. But, yeah, yeah you, no. you got a Halloween episode out of this yeah. one. Yeah. Tri- I think it's tree. perfect. And also, <laughs> I think welcome. because I have decorated for Halloween this past week, I enjoyed this episode more. And enjoyed thinking about this. Yeah, I, I think more. it did sort of answer that question that like it is the right time of year to be watching this yeah. kind of silly, kind yeah. of spooky episode about cats and yeah, you know. and paws. I think and they, just an example. I'm still I'm still kind of sad they didn't have a monkey paw, but yeah, I I do still agree with you on that. Well, well, shall we figure out what we're watching next, you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. get out the top hat. Ooh. Oh, I see it. It has emblems. Uh, so <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Chelsea. Having having this bit when we she did not this was this is new I don't know when this started no if it's on our original original pilot that was the original that was the original no the one where we the the one where we introduce introduce ourselves sure yeah but that's not the original original pilot this is and that was well it's on the very next that wasn't a pilot that was the intro episode yeah. Oh well, it it's doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Chelsea's been it, doing this forever. <laughs> a full year. <laughs> oh. Oh guys. Uh oh. Oh guys. Oh, oh I don't no. like the sound of that. <laughs> Spock, oh, hold, hold on, Chelsea. We have to Spock's brain? Spock's brain. <sighs> no, it's worse. Mira? Oh no. Is it where li- what little girls are made of? It's Miri. <laughs> It's no. Mary. It's my least favorite episode of all time. Oh, that this is gonna be. Oh, rough. I hate this one so much. You guys, in case you don't remember, listeners, this is the Enterprise discovers a planet exactly like Earth, but the only inhabitants are children who contract a fatal disease upon entering puberty. It is so problematic and horrible. I hate this episode so Man, much. We just had a I hate it episode. more than Spock's brain. I hate we it did. more than anything. I we hate just had that it episode. is. It is very bad. 
bad. It is. But we can't skip it. The a million times, like, pro- the, the, the amount of problematic this episode well, is. And it's also sort of triggering, so we might it have is a little, next time. It is. It's a lot. I, I super hate this episode. So just be aware, listeners, next time, <laughs> Abigail is not going to be happy. <laughs> she is. This is, this is not going to no go well. No, no one's going to be that happy. Hopefully, we will have still a great discussion. Um, there will be a lot to talk about. That's for sure. Um, sure well. So um, I can't really recommend you watch the episode before listening to our <laughs> to us um, because I don't want to put anybody through that, and we're already going to do it for you. Uh, so <laughs> I just don't I don't feel right in my heart saying, "Hey, listeners, go go watch this really triggering and awful episode." <laughs> but we're going to just for you. Uh, so next time it's Miri. Uh, at least we'll get it over with. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media, uh, Twitter at Beam3, Instagram, 3 d up, and our Facebook page where we hang out the most, the 3 d up Facebook page. Uh, like and subscribe, please. Uh, share it with folks that also enjoy Star Trek. Tell your friends to listen. I say that all the time. but Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening Absolutely. right now, and tell come a say friend. Hi. Yeah, so uh, we, will, we will see you next time.